What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nations. Bolts Forever writer Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over the Wizards' stunning win against the Utah Jazz on Thursday night. Westbrook's interesting comments about leading this team and his huge game and predictions about what this win means for the Wizards as the team continues to have this strange second half of this season. But first, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, a live new platform where we'll be bringing you our Wizards analysis soon, where you, the listener, can contribute. We'll provide more information on that in the coming days. So, yes, we have so much to talk to. Ben, welcome back, my friend. We missed you yesterday. Uh, But, yeah, man, I'm so happy to have you back after a big win. Let's get right into it. As I just mentioned, the Washington Wizards got a huge win, snapping their five-game win streak, 131-122, to over the, the Western Conference leader, Utah Jazz, Ben, huge nights from our boys, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, uh, looking a lot like the superstars that they that they absolutely are. And uh, it was great to watch. Every every quarter was absolutely amazing. Uh, this was Bradley Beal's, or uh, Russell Westbrook's 13th triple-double of the season. This was Bradley Beal's fifth 40-point game of the season. And guys, first win for Brad's uh, 40-point games this season. Ben, my friend, how are you, brother? We're moving into Friday. Big win against the Jazz. How are we feeling? Let's get your takeaways, bro. No negativity this podcast. That's my mandate. Uh, I'll start off with just a tidbit of it, though. This team is so frustrating, right? We just mentioned it. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double, 35 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists. Played like the MVP Russell Westbrook that we loved in Oklahoma City, Brad Beal, 43 points. He's one 40-point game shy of tying Gilbert Arenas' franchise record for 40-point games. And I say they're frustrating because they just beat one of the best teams in the end. They turnovers down, only 13 for the night. Russ, five turnovers, so not that many considering how many assists he had. Uh, 13 assists, shot the ball well, 12 of 23. Brad and Russ dominated. And this is what we expected at the beginning of the season. And it's frustrating because they haven't really done this on a consistent level. The Wizards haven't played consistently all season long. So when they show you the team that they can be like they did on Thursday, it's a little mind-boggling as to why they haven't played like this all season long. But we're not going to focus on the past. We're going to focus on today. And the fact that the Wizards got their most, I'd say their most impressive win of the season, not counting that ridiculous Brooklyn Nets game earlier where Russ uh, hit that crazy three-point shot. But yeah, kudos to the Wizards here. Everyone who played contributed in their own way. They hustled. They crashed the boards. Uh, Russell Westbrook had one of his best games of the season, if not his best uh, game of the year. Um, Yeah, the Wizards need to continue this, though, because we've seen them do this in the past and then falter. they show up against good teams and then sometimes collapse against bad ones and they have some bad teams coming up. So Washington has to continue right. this. Uh, they, they, they look prepared and they looked, they looked well coached and they looked like a team that could compete. So uh, that's all good things on the wizard side. Absolutely. Ben, uh, let's get more into it, right? Obviously Bradley Beal, I mean, 43 points, absolutely stellar game. Russell Westbrook, 35, 
15 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals. Um, and he's both shot really well from the floor. Russ shot 12 of 23 from the floor. Brad, 16 of 24. Ben, that's all great. And and, and these guys are superstars, absolutely uh, studs in this league. But let's get into more of what um, you know their company did. Who who else are we going to uh, praise? I mean, Rui Hachimura had a great game. I got to give love to our boy, Robin Lopez. Shout out Locked On Lopez listeners. And um and yeah, I was really impressed with Alex Lund again. I mean, I mean, I know his stats may not show up, Ben, but but I still love Scott Brooks implementing him in there, being the rib protector that he is, being that athletic down low, and um really make, being a game changer. So I mean, how about all these other guys? What what are we thinking? We also got to give love to Isak Bonga. I don't remember the last time we saw him on the floor. The Wizards look; they were up by twenty. And late in the game, it looked like they were going to end up losing because they were right. doing what the Wizards do. They were turning the ball over, weren't hitting shots. Donovan Mitchell started getting going, had to end one, had to pull up three. But Isak Bonga had a couple of key offensive rebounds. He had three for the night. Without those rebounds, the Wizards might have ended up losing the game. It was good to see him get some action and show up and do what the little things that end up winning games, like getting key rebounds. He was a right. plus seven for the night. So Isak Bonga, who's been involved in the trade rumor mill, um, showed up and, and played well. And it goes to show that, look, the Wizards have uh, have a handful of young players, the Jerome Robinsons, the Troy Browns, the Isak Bungers of the world who come and go. They don't play very many minutes, but when they do, they really do show up. We, we saw Troy Brown make some key plays a couple of games ago. Now we're seeing Isak Bunga do the same thing. With Davis Bertans out, I know he has suffered a, uh, a relatively minor injury there. Uh, Bunga showed up and, and he made key plays, so kudos to him and and they really outplayed. They really outplayed the Utah's bench. I mean, Jordan Clarkson was probably the leading six man of the year. Went two for eleven, seven points. He was their leading scorer off the bench. Right, the right. Wizards had a really like cohesive game where everyone contributed it in their own way. Absolutely, Ben. And Jordan Clarkson probably had one of his his worst games of the season. And obviously, he's up for six man of the year, like you just said. So that was key. And Ben, I mean, yeah, it just I I got to give it up for for. The, uh, the Wizards, you weren't here uh, for yesterday's podcast. It was a very somber podcast. I spent a lot of time pretty much berating the team and uh, making these guys sad. So I'm happy, you, you know, we're having a, you know, a happier podcast for these guys on this lovely Friday, uh, get ready for the weekend. And we have so much more to get into all of this. I mean, there's, there's, there's just so much more to divulge and, and really the, uh, the road trip ahead to New York. But first guys, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben loves it. He bets on all his NBA, college hoops, and NHL action. He's all over it. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. Ben was all over the Grammy parlay game. Real time updated odds, prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So go. And head over to the website today, sign up, receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Go use the promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you may listen to podcasts. Guys, after Thursday's loss to the Kings, 
Russell Westbrook took the blame in the postgame presser, and he said that it's this is on him. Um, and it's you know, this is on him that the Wizards are not turning the season around. And here's the quote, Ben. I'll read it off. The one thing that I'm not going to do is quit. I'm never going to give up on my teammates or give up on the game because it has meant so much to me. I take responsibility for what's going on because it's my responsibility to get us back on track. I've been in the league a long time. I've been able to lead different guys and teams, and I've got to make sure our guys are ready to go every night. I'm going to try to help turn it around any way that I can, end quote. So, Ben, what do you make of this? Obviously, Russell... He prides himself on being an unbelievable leader. Everyone around the league that has been on his teams have has they will always praise him as being an unbelievable leader in the locker room, on the floor, everywhere. He's a general wherever he goes. I mean that. I mean he just he just flaunts it all the time. So Ben, what do you make of this? Uh, do you think that this really you know got the team hyped up uh, for their game against the Jazz? It got him hyped up. I mean there there have been a lot of quotes this season that did not age well for the Wizards. I mean, we, we don't have to rehash a lot of them, but there have been times where the Wizards say they're going to do such and such and end up doing the opposite game after game, and their record reflects it. But this is a quote that Russell Westbrook took responsibility and basically said, if we're going to turn the season around, it's on me. And I think this is such a welcomed piece of honesty from Russell that other superstars can acknowledge that you know what? He's he he's not oblivious to the fact that he struggled this year. I mean, he went from being an All NBA player last year to not even making the All Star team this year. But look, on Thursday, thirty five points, thirteen assists, fifteen rebounds, and more importantly, he shot the ball well. He attacked the basket. He dunked. I think he was pretty embarrassed in Sacramento. He missed some key dunks down the stretch, and he said he'll never miss another dunk. Two big ones, and I, oh, my, it was so painful to watch. Everyone and out I there think, listening, they probably were just sitting there thinking it too because I, one yeah. of them was right there. I mean, he, yeah. went, he got right to the cup. I mean, there was a defender coming right behind him, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think he's an aging player. I think he recognizes that his game is going to be different now than it was three, four years ago when he was an MVP caliber player, but – it's really refreshing to see an NBA player at this caliber be honest with himself and understand that he has to play better if the team's going to turn it around. And Russell is one of those players where you know, he takes every game to heart and he played like a motivated Russell Westbrook on Thursday. And when he plays motivated, it is such an amazing sight because he can give you flashes of MVP Russell Westbrook. And that's why he's so polarizing. Me and you have covered basketball for a very long time. We've been fans for, for decades now. I can't think of a player in the NBA that has been more polarizing than Russell Westbrook because you either love him or you hate him. You're not a casual fan of Russell Westbrook, and his game is so polarizing. This season, you can see it. You either get MVP Russell Westbrook or you get a Russell Westbrook who is impossible to watch because he's turning the ball over ad nauseum or chucking the ball into the stands on an inbounds. Like the in-between level Russell Westbrook is impossible to find. But Thursday, the Wizards got an MVP Russ, a focused Russ, one that obviously showed up prepared and one that needed the win, and they got it. Because when he plays at this level, I mean, he's an elite point guard. And that's an elite exciting. point guard. He's he's one of probably what three, four people that can do that in the league, right? I mean, 35, I, I don't know. 35, 15, 13. Who like who else can put? I mean, obviously, like there's, there's Luka LeBron. LeBron. And Lo, yeah, Lu, Luca LeBron. Who else, though? That's kind of it. That's kind of the list. Right. So, so I mean, and and I get that. 
that it's been more inconsistent this year, obviously due to injuries. That's, I mean, I keep saying that, but, but that, I mean, quadricep injuries, that that's no, um, that's no easy feat. So, but now, I mean, and, and Ben, yeah, he does have tough games where he's turning the ball over a lot, but I think all in all, every game, Russell, like the Wizards have a chance to always have that MVP Russell Westbrook out there. I'm not surprised by, by this game just because of his entire career, really. And how and the flashes this year that he that he has shown, um, we we haven't really seen Russell Westbrook start a, start a season like this in his in his entire career. And I know he's thirty two years old, but he's never started um a season with this type of injury before or any type of injury really. Um, you know, I mean, in OKC they made sure that he was uh you know you know good and ready after that injury, uh, and and obviously after that he never really experienced any more injuries besides this one that really you know kept him out but but yeah ben he he showed that obviously he's still one of the most elite point guards in the game uh he still can show you flashes of you know being an mvp caliber player but obviously in my i mean in my mind he still is an all-star caliber player an all nba type player uh it's just i mean you know i mean maybe not as consistent this year, just due to injuries. But I mean, wow, Thursday night I mean, against the Jazz, just absolutely beautiful. Look at the difference here. This season, he's shooting 58% from the free throw line. His by far the lowest of his career. Right. Last year, it was pretty bad at 66, but uh, or 70, but yeah, 76 rather, 59 yeah. this season. And against the Jazz, he went nine for 11 from the free throw line, and he attacked the basket. He got to the free throw line 11 times. I mean, he right. led. He led the game in free throws attempted. So when he's playing his brand of basketball, when he's attacking the basket, when he's when he's looking to dunk the ball, um, when he's uh, basically relentless in that in that way, the Wizards can win games against good teams like they did against the Jazz. And, and when he's played at that level against the Nets, right, against the Lakers, and then he beat those teams, the Wizards can remain competitive. But those games for Russ this year, you mentioned the injury. I think the adjustment. We, uh, what doesn't get mentioned is the fact that the Washington Wizards, and I hate to say this, have the least depth in the NBA. They and do. I think when you're when you're when you're when you're, when you're Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and he's 32 years old and he's being asked to shoot 20 plus times a game and play as heavy minutes as he has, 38 minutes on Thursday, that takes a toll on a player of that age who's carried teams year after year, and that doesn't get spoken about. And look, I'm not the, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm I'm the biggest fan of Russell Westbrook's uh, game because I'm not, but I think we'd be remiss to not mention the fact that these players are carrying such heavy loads, especially Russell Westbrook on a team like the Wizards, where you look at the lineup and I'm sorry, it's, it's, ben, it's, it's all just like you say all the time. It's all Brad and Russ. That's it's all, all bad and Russ. It's all bad and Russ. And it's a shame because I think if the Wizards had more depth around them, if they had more veteran guys who can contribute on a nightly basis, as opposed to, uh, exactly. like Cause there's no, there's no heavy loading for anyone else besides those two. Yes. That's uh, true. It, we, we can maybe make the argument obviously for Brad, maybe having more of a heavy load just because of, you know, his, you know just the way we need him to score, but still the next, the next guy is what Rui. I mean, the head, yeah. The heavy lifting starts or starts and ends with Russ and, and Brad, right? So I mean, they they take literally. I mean, they don't, they take half the team shots. Exactly, half the team shots, and and that's that's a tough thing to do for anybody in the NBA, let alone you know, players in their thirties. And Bradley Beal, who's been trying to score forty points every night, it's the, like you mentioned earlier. It's the first game all season long where he scored over forty points and the teams won. That just goes to show how many, like how much of a load that he has to carry. I'll say this: there's no player in the NBA who has a higher load to carry than Bradley Beal. I mean, good luck naming one. 
No, I don't. I don't disagree with that whatsoever, Ben. We have said it since we started the podcast. The Wizards are asking Bradley Beal to do uh, way too much, way, way an too impossible much. amount, and and, an and that's just amount. what it is, and that's just what we're going to work with, and the, and Brad's okay with it. I'll say this: they're they're okay with it, and that's just how they're going to run this season. Because uh, unless but by March twenty fifth, Ben, unless Tommy has something up his sleeve, yeah, it's going to look that way until the playoffs come, which inevitably look like it might be a lottery run so right but we don't we don't want to we don't want to dampen the mood of this uh, this night right because they won the game (laughs) here's what i'll say here's what i'll say and i think this is fact this is an opinion if this team was more reasonably put together and if tommy shepherd is able to get two or three more productive veterans whether it's this this trade deadline or during the offseason the wizards clearly have the makings of a decent basketball team if nothing else a playoff team absolutely but but this nights like this, I'm guessing you're probably thinking the same thing too in the back of your head, as are probably all of our listeners. And yes, like that that's all great. If Tommy Shepard could, could put together a team for next year, then, then that's great. But nights like this where we see how these two players can be some of the best players on the planet. And you think, well, Tommy, you had free agency to do it before this season. You had opportunities to, to put players around them before the season started and and it just wasn't done. It resulted in uh, like Robin Lopez acquisition, um, you know, Howell Neto. It just was not done. And, and Ben, like, you know, on most nights where, where they are bad losses, it's, we talk about it's Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook show. And it's literally handoff after handoff. After it's every hand. night. It's, it's, and, and, and it's hard to win like that against teams in, in, in this league that have so much more depth. They may not have the star power like, like a Sacramento yeah. Kings team, but still they just have more depth. I mean, they look. Uh, the Kings have Rashawn Holmes, and he is head and shoulders so much better than any center on this roster that it's hundred percent. He's having sad. such a breakout year. Great, great because breakout year. Well, well, as good as I mean, if, is, if Thomas Bryant was healthy, obviously he'd be comparable. But right, you know, it's just at this at this point in time. I mean, the Wizards' center and and forward rotations are. Easily the worst in the NBA, but I don't want to Not dampen it. this because we 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 gotta we gotta appreciate what the Wizards do have in these two guards because you look around the league as talented as the NBA is, you'd be hard pressed to find a team that has two of these star players that do what they do on every night and and make the make the Wizards at least somewhat watchable because they were look last year the Wizards were not only were they tough to watch. But the hope and just like these sorts of wins just didn't come because it was Bradley Beal honestly was the best player and Thomas Bryant was the second best player. Rui was a rookie and then right, Thomas right. Bertans was yeah. just starting to get going. So it was not a good look. So we'll take this win and, and, and I think they have the potential to carry this over and we'll discuss soon what they have to do to carry this momentum over because we've seen this team win games and fail to carry the momentum and this can't be the case if they want to make a playoff push. But before we do that, we have been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Anthony eats them all the time because he's healthy and he's loves loves protein and he loves high fiber. And that's why he eats Built Bar. And guess what, Anthony? It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. I know some of you are salted caramel fans, but I'm apologizing because, look, cookie dough it's got this matchup. It's indulgent. It's delicious. But the great part is whether you're whether you're a fan of salted caramel or, or cookie dough, both are healthy and tasty. Go to builtbar.com, 
Go to Bill underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BillBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd of Hockdown Fantasy Basketball than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Follow the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast. Anthony, we're New Yorkers. We're going to New York, Brooklyn, New York. And then we got Detroit and Indiana. So the schedule's getting a little bit easier here. Some teams, some winnable games. It's not to discount the New York Knicks because they've been playing some really, really good basketball. The best basketball they've played in about a decade. Brooklyn, Knicks, a baby. chance to sweep them. But the Wizards have to take it game by game. And the first step is you can't get ahead of yourself. you got to carry this momentum over. Because if they do lose these games, and this Jazz win means nothing. Because we saw them go on a streak, and then they fell 10 games below 500 again. So, Anthony, what do they have to do to make sure that this Jazz win doesn't end up becoming irrelevant quickly? Well, Ben, they gotta they gotta continue their success into uh, the, the, this next uh, road trip, really, and they need to uh, continue uh, scoring the ball efficiently, like they do, uh, not turning the ball over like they ha- uh, against the Jazz, like they did not. Um, I know Russ had five, but still, they uh, they they weren't turning the ball over as much as they usually do. And um, and yeah, Ben, again, like we always talk about, um, we're talking about defense, right? They need to be uh, more efficient in the defensive end. They need to make stops when it counts. They need to be their their rim protectors need to like you know show out. And I hope hope that Alex Len continues to get more of a uh, of an increased role because Ben, like you and I always say, he's probably the most capable center on this team, uh, athletic wise, um, and just um, yeah, much more capable than Robin Lopez right now in in our eyes. But but Ben, I feel like uh, from the earlier segment. We we uh we definitely missed out on Harden for that list of guys that can put up numbers like that. So yeah, Russ, Braun, Luca, we gotta throw Harden in there since since I uh since Brooklyn was just thrown in. Totally forgot about that. But yeah, Ben, again, Brooklyn, we they're on a roll. We forgot about James Harden, man. We forgot about Good. him because Bradley Beal is the best shooting guard in the league. Sorry. You're right. You were, oh, I, I love that, and I, I, to- I totally agree with it because Harden Harden's playing more of the point guard role now. And Ben, this Brooklyn Nets team, honestly, even the KD's out and uh, Kyrie, number, Kyrie is uh, he's he's day to day. Wizards could get their third win against the Brooklyn Nets this season, which would be unbelievable. And it's very possible because those two guys are out. But again, Ben, uh, I can't take I, I, I can't say enough about the Brooklyn Nets. They uh, once they have it all together, once the they, you know, I mean, obviously, they're planning on resting KD until when he's ready. And uh, once they are playoff ready. My God, I cannot wait to watch them in the place in the playoffs, man. And that's the thing, right? If these players are missing against the Wizards, the Wizards have to play like they want to win. Like they 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 do this thing where they clearly show up prepared. They're hustling. They're in their spots. They're moving the ball. Russell Westbrook's playing at a high level, and this often happens against good teams. We we've seen them do it against the Clippers. We saw them do it against the Lakers. We saw them do it against the Nets. If this Nets team is missing their stars, the Wizards still have to play with that sort of intensity. And that's where I think it's sometimes on the coaching where how well prepared are these players where they're they're kind of playing down to their competition. When in, in reality, the Wizards are still 10 games below 500. So the Wizards can't get ahead of themselves. You can't get pompous and arrogant about a win against the Jazz because the fact of the matter is you're still 13th in the Eastern Conference. you got to keep pushing. And there's still plenty of games left to do that. It's still the Eastern Conference. The Wizards rattle off three, four, five wins in a row as we've seen 
seeing them capable of doing so, you're right back in the playoff picture. If, if the Wizards want that, then these are the games to do it because the season is going to quickly come to an end. And this is a short stretch where the Wizards have winnable games going. You mentioned the turnovers. Russell Westbrook has to keep doing what he did on Thursday, play with that same intensity. We've seen him play that against Kyrie. How are you going to do it against Bruce Brown, right, the backup point guard? Play with that same intensity. Not just against Stars, not against Donovan Mitchell, not against Kyrie. Do it against the backup point guards too because the Wizards can dominate this game if they're missing the Stars. Hey, maybe Blake Griffin. Did I forget about Blake? Is he still a star? Or... No. Blake Griffin, let's give it to him. Let's, let's just give it to him. Poor Blake, but he found a good home. Ben, uh, um, yes, and going into that game, we want to make note of Davis Bertans will be questionable day-to-day or out. Uh, we don't know right now. He left. Uh, four, I mean, he only played four minutes uh, Thursday night against the Jazz due to uh, hamstring tightness. Ben, uh, and I know I'm, I'm bringing this up kind of randomly at the end of the show, but what do we think Huge of this? Uh, do we think we'll have Davis? Yeah, Huge big loss, loss right? The big big loss. The roster but, and you're like, who the hell are they going to put there? I mean, they, they put <laughs> they put Isak Banga in there, and I guess he can play some some four. He's long enough, I guess. But he is long. He's long. Thing. I mean, Absolutely. it gives you a chance to kind of still figure out what you have here right before the trade deadline. One player who is so so deeply out of the rotation, Anthony Gill. I mean, they signed this guy for his toughness in his three-point Two Two-year guaranteed, too. He's right. he signed for two years. He's out, yeah, no no and, yeah. I mean, the Wizards, guess what they need? Toughness and three-point shooting. So if you, if, you, if you signed him for that reason on guaranteed deals, let's see what he can do. I mean, God, I, I don't want to speculate, but he can't get playing time when, when like, players are out. I mean, he, he, he doesn't even get garbage minutes. Which, which, like, what do you look like in, in practice? Like, I, I don't want to... I don't even want to go there, but good God. I mean, he, he just literally doesn't play. But I mean, and, and you could say the same thing for Jerome Robinson, too. You could. And you could, but it, it works Anthony Gill, though. It seems, it seems like Scott Brooks has shut off the option. To, uh, off the, to, uh, Gill but no, he shut up the uh, option to, to that handful of players, right? We, when we look at the Troy Browns, the Cassius Winstons, J- Jerome Robinson, obviously Mo Wagner, Anthony Gill's there, and Isak Banga is usually part of that list. He got about 20 minutes tonight, uh, Thursday night against the, the Jazz. So, yeah, Ben, he's one of the guys that is in that trade block rumor that was able to get some burn. But Troy Brown Jr., again, uh, rumored to be showcased, but, you know, another game, no playing that's time. That's no, oh, completely over. And Mo Wagner, done too. It doesn't make sense. And everyone out there, I know you're saying the same thing. So, Ben, tell us. Tell us why it makes sense, man. Come it on. doesn't. I couldn't tell you. I mean, uh, I don't know much. I'll say this. and I can, But I can say that this makes no sense. That I do know. This makes no sense. I think the Wizards and Scott Brooks, with all due respect to Mo Wagner, Robin Lopez, and Alex Land, having to figure out who to play of these three is less than an ideal position to be in as a head coach, I think, in the NBA. Because you look at all three of them and neither none of them really stuck out. I get that Mo Wagner is more of a mobile center than the other two centers. He can shoot a little bit better, but like none of these options are particularly stand out. So I can't yeah. even sit here and like fault Scott Brooks because, man, ask me who I'd play. I have no idea. Exactly. And Ben, we keep talking about the depth and what Tommy Shepard provided for Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks' job is not to go out and sign these guys and put together a team. So yeah, I mean, his pieces for the front court, his wing, I mean, it's just all so short. It falls so short. And and Ben, tonight or uh, Thursday night, Robin Lopez, a lot a lot more shooting than, than we've seen in past games. Four for 11 from the floor. He was feeling frisky with that hook shot, huh? You know, 
they might end up trading him. Like he has a really tradable contract. There was a report out there that teams are interested in getting him. Oh, they are. If the Wizards are interested in trading him, he's got a tradable deal. He's on a one-year deal. Um, he'd be a decent option for some. Look, the Nets could use him. They need size. He's shown to be a consistent offensive player, which is mind-boggling because he's supposed to be a rim protector and, and a defensive player, but he hasn't been that. Right. Right. Trade deadline is within days, and and Washington could make some choices here. Look, if if you're if I'm Tommy Shepard. Someone calls me if the Nets call me and say, "We need Robin Lopez." See what you can get. Like I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts. I mean, they oh, Tommy's got to have the door. Tommy's got to have the door open for literally everyone besides. Nobody him. should be untradeable on this team. Besides Brad, I mean, literally nobody should be untradable. If you oh, give so, me a Godfather deal like James Harden did. Okay. Well, like, yeah. If you're gonna throw, out, if you're gonna throw out like eight picks and like yeah. the, the the slew of players, which won't sure. happen. Which right. won't happen. But yeah, but it'll I mean, be interesting to see. Which route this team takes because they could be buyers, but you look at who they could potentially sell, and there's not much that would I think interest the market, so to speak. Right. I mean, I <laughs> I mean I obviously, but obviously besides Brad, I mean Russ still has right. You know he still he's has market, but he's not going anywhere. And exactly what we talked about the last time we were on the podcast, Ben. If Tommy Shepard was to trade Russell Westbrook, that would be mm-hmm. the worst, worst move, especially after making the acquisition, what, 30, 30 40 games ago? I mean, absolutely. It would be the worst move for him professionally. And I think for the fan base, they'd, they'd look and say, man, not only did you get rid of John Wall, but you just got rid of a, a household name who you traded John Wall for. Exactly. That's a that's a career ender if you're a GM. Oh, it is for sure. And I don't. And that's think he why had, he won't go. Yeah, he, he he doesn't have – I don't think he has plans on doing that, but, Ben, if someone calls about Robin Lopez, he's definitely listening. He's got to be. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think a prudent GM would definitely listen to anybody here. The thing is, I'm not sure what they could get for anybody here. Maybe they can swing a, a forward for, for Robin Lopez. I was interested because Trevor Ariza got traded for basically a second-round pick. Right. Uh, right. The Wizards loved them some Trevor Ariza. Uh, maybe they should have threw their hat in the mix there or their name in the hat there, but uh, they did not. But look, Anthony, games, winnable games coming up, possibly some more, more moves. We don't really know where the Wizards are going to go this year. I mean, they're so up and down. Um, we don't know if there will be buyers it's or sellers. So it is the most up and down. I mean, the past eight games before the it's win against the Jazz, year. you know, they lost seven out of their eight. The eight games prior to that, they won seven out of their eight. So, yes, yeah. Ben, it's just it's so bizarre. It's just all bizarre. And, and and the ending of Sacramento just kept kept the bizarreness going. And honestly, even the win against the Jazz is still that bizarre just because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you lose oh. to the Kings and then a night later you beat the Utah Jazz it's just like I don't know what yeah. this team is yeah. I don't think they know what they are but that's why they think they, they got to take every game literally game by game you got to take the season game by game you're 10 games below 500 I know we yeah. joke around a lot on this podcast but the Wizards the Wizards could win it's the Eastern Conference you have two of the best guards in the right league. Out, you just got to be more consistent. If they can swing a trade for for an Andre Drummond, assign an Andre Drummond, or get just get someone else who can do right. something. Right. And I hate to, I hate to put it so bluntly, but it's just someone who you know can do something. Because there's so many guys on this team that literally you can't you can't depend on to do anything. As as poorly as that as, <laughs> as poorly oh, said as that is, as poorly oh. said that as that is. I mean, you look at this roster, Anthony. With all due respect to these players on this roster, I won't name names. But you look at this roster and you have to wonder, like, I, I don't know what he can do well. 
And then we make, oh man, maybe I'm going too far. Maybe this is all in edit. Maybe this is all in edit. Ben is going. This is in edit. Oh, he's. You look at these players sometimes, and I swear to God, you want to know what Garrison Matthews is going to do tonight? He's going to go. I love Garrison. He's going to cry himself to sleep after listening to you now, Ben. You know how sad the season has become? (laughs) You know how sad the season has become? We're four podcasts in. Four podcasts in, I'm pleading with Coach Brooks to put Garrison Matthews in, and he's telling me to be quiet. <laughs> no, you were, yeah. He told you, no, he told you to be patient. He said, yeah. ben, ben, and now he's down. a starter, so hey, maybe, maybe I'm clairvoyant. Hey, right, know. right, but but Ben, this is a yeah. fun team. If nothing it else, is, this is it fun is a fun and, team, and and guys, guys that they will surprise us. Random nights that Howell Neto will surprise us. Obviously, a Denny Advia <laughs> needs to be more aggressive against the Utah Jazz. Um, not what we what we usually see from a, from a Denny Advia, and uh, it uh, it I mean it showed in the stat sheet, showed when we watched. So, but for for Denny, definitely need to be more aggressive. But he's a rookie, so um, so let's give that kid some time. Obviously, I know the Wizards they cut their young guys' time short. Obviously, uh, a shout out Troy Brown Jr. Uh, but but Denny, we hope that uh, he will roll with these punches and uh, against Brooklyn against the Knicks. Uh, during this road trip in New York, he'll do a lot better. I have no worries about him. I have no worries, no worries. about him. No worries. If, if he ends the season doing what he's doing now, it's totally. He's 20 years old. He's adjusting to literally a brand new country. The coaching staff hasn't utilized him as well as Absolutely. they should have. And I think even yeah. I think even they would have uh, would admit that at this point. So I have zero worries about him. He works hard and he's got talent. And in the NBA, that's the recipe for success. Denny Abdia has it. I just think he just needs more confidence from the coaching staff, a bit more cohesive system to get him going. But once he does get going, I mean, this kid is gonna is gonna be a great player in the league, and he's only 20. So we got to keep reminding ourselves of that. But we should end every podcast with shout out to Troy Brown. Absolutely. And Troy Brown. We want Troy Brown on, and Troy Brown. If if, if you're listening somehow, man, we want you on. We want, we want to bring you on. Troy Brown. We're gonna get him on. I'm gonna do my best. I'm I, I'm gonna do my best to get him on. I'll, I'll hit up his agent, try and get this guy on, ask him his thoughts about what his you know his role on the team because uh, lockdown listeners they want to know, right? I and think ben he wants to know. know. I, think, I think Troy <laughs> Brown would say, I don't know. Can you tell me what my role is? I don't know, but. Lockdown Wizards fans, that's it. I hope you had a great weekend listening to the pod. We got a good win before the start of the weekend. As always, I want to thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again on Monday. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you prefer your podcast. It's Lockdown Wizards with Anthony. We'll be back here on Monday.